The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Let's talk about the Week 16 waiver wire next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers, and I'm here by myself tonight. So a little solo pod on FFT and 5 as we break down Monday night football between the Packers and the Rams and talk about the Week 16 waiver wire. Obviously, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today. For the full breakdown of the waiver wire, make sure you go to CBSSports.com, read Jamie Eisenberg's full breakdown of the top waiver wire options. But first, let's talk about Monday Night Football, and we had another barn burner. Not so much. Uh, Rams offense continues to stink. Packers win 24-12, but not really a lot of fireworks on either side. We had A.J. Dillon score two touchdowns for the Packers, did a lot of the heavy lifting there, at least in terms of getting into the end zone. He finished the game with 11 carries for 36 yards, was surprisingly involved in the passing game, uh, three catches for 35 yards. All that, that was before leaving with a concussion, so that'll be sort of being evaluated for a concussion. I don't know if he's been diagnosed with a concussion. We'll find out on Tuesday, likely, but that's something to keep an eye on because Aaron Jones, obviously, was great because Aaron Jones is always great. He had three uh, – sorry. Yeah, four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown on five car- targets, 90 yards on 17 carries. Aaron Jones is always great. It's just uh, a little frustrating that he was giving up you know, a lot of high-value touches to A.J. Dillon early on in this one. I'm not sure if that was, uh, you know, trying to limit Aaron Jones's touches coming off of, you know, the shin injury or foot injury that he left the previous game with, although they did have a buy-in between or, or whatever that was. But, yeah, that was that was interesting, a little frustrating if you're an Aaron Jones manager, but still had a very good game. Christian Watson did not have a great game. Four catches for 46 yards on six targets. Six targets did lead the Packers, but... Only a 20% target share on Aaron Rodgers, 30 passes. Romeo Dobbs came back, led the team in receptions with five for 55 yards on five targets. Randall Cobb had four targets. Alan Lazard, non-factor, two targets. One of them led to an interception. There was some miscommunication. And Watson also had some miscommunication. Aaron Rodgers looked like he audibled or or did a hot route out of a, a, a play call near the goal line at the end of the game. Watson didn't read it. And uh, what could have been a touchdown for Watson ended up being incomplete as he didn't read the the route or play correctly. But you know this is the the problem with a player like Christian Watson, and it's similar to what we've seen with Gabe Davis is he doesn't command a ton of targets. He's very big play and very touchdown dependent, and so that's going to lead to situations where like big plays and touchdowns they're very valuable, but they're they're relatively rare, and it's tough to count on that happening every week it's very tough to count on it happening at the pace that it was for Watson and you know I think you view him as a wide receiver three moving forward on the other side of the ball surprising to see Cam Akers get to 100 total yards it's the first time it's happened since the 2020 playoffs did that in a game where the Rams picked up only 156 yards of total offense it's kind of incredible but you know that was Kyron Williams hasn't taken on the role that some hoped. Cam Akers still clearly the lead back here, and that makes him an RB3 moving forward, even in a bad offense. If you're desperate, if you need Jonathan Taylor replacements, 
you know, Cam Akers could be someone you slide in from the bench into your lineup for week 16. Let's move on to the waiver talk. And let's start with that Jonathan Taylor injury. Sounds like Jonathan Taylor's season's probably done with a high ankle sprain. Uh, no long-term issues here. And frankly, if someone wants to give me a Jonathan Taylor discount because he's injury prone now, I'd love to take it. He's still a first-round pick for me next season. I think the Colts offense will have to be better next year, although we've said that before, famous last words, all that. But I, I still think he's going to be fine moving forward in 2023. For the rest of the season, Zach Moss going to be one of the highly valued players on waivers. It'll be interesting to see what the role is between him and Deion Jackson. Moss did play significantly more snaps last week. Actually ran more routes than Deion Jackson, which was surprising given how heavily involved Deion Jackson had been in the passing game early on this season. But you know that could be because Deion Jackson had a, I believe, in a, a fumble in this game that could have led to him losing some playing time. So I'm tentatively treating Zach Moss as the lead back, but you know we'll watch practice reports. We'll see what they have to say and you know make some judgments on that. But if you need a running back, Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, both worth adding. I would add them both over someone like Tyler Algier this week. Uh, and I think Zach Moss and Deion Jackson will both be in the RB3 range for me for week 16. The other big injury news coming out of uh, Monday, obviously, Jalen Hurts dealing with a sprained shoulder. Could end his regular season at the very least. Could lead to him being out in week 16 against the Cowboys. Luckily, the Eagles have a very good backup in Gardner Minshew, who could be a starting caliber player in his own right. He played nine games in 2020, had six games of at least 20 points in six-point-per-pass touchdown leagues plus 22 and 18 in two starts last season. And that was without throwing to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who we're hoping to have back in Week 16. So I have very high expectations regarding Minshew. I know Heath Cummings agrees with me. He's got him. I saw him tweet. He's got Gardner Minshew as a top 12 or top 10 quarterback. I've got Gardner Minshew 13 right now, but a lot of bad weather around the league this week, uh, uh, at least you know, based on the weather forecast right now, we're five or six days out. But, you know, at least right now, as of Monday night, Derek Carr could be playing in single-digit temperature in Pittsburgh, and he has historically not performed well in the cold. So very easily could see Gardner Minshew leapfrogging Derek Carr in the rankings at the very least. So could be a top-12 quarterback. He's definitely someone I want if I need a quarterback. That's the best Jalen Hurts replacement you're going to get. Uh, if you, he's uh, if he's available pretty much everywhere, but if you can't get him, Brock Purdy is also a a decent streamer, but I think much less upside than Gardner Minshew, even against a tough matchup like the Cowboys. So make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today on your podcast feeds. Make sure you check out Jamie Eisenberg's full waiver wire column for a more robust breakdown of the top waiver wire targets. And we'll see you tomorrow with more questions about Week 16. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.